Welcome to the Movement Link podcast. I'm your host, Gemma Aitken. I'm an exercise physiologist and sports nutritionist with over 15 years experience and movement is my cup of tea. Now, we know there is a strong link between how much we move and what we choose to fuel our bodies with when it comes to health and performance. So I hope this podcast will leave you with a few takeaways that allows you to move, perform and feel your best. So put your earbuds in, get moving and I hope you enjoy this episode. Right, guys, welcome back to another episode of the Movement Link podcast. Now, it is the very first episode for 2024, so we are entering a new year. I'm super excited. I hope you guys have had a fantastic first few days of the year. Now, jumping straight into this episode, I'm going to be talking about what to do when you're in a calorie deficit, but you are not losing weight. And this is a topic that comes up quite a lot, particularly when I am onboarding new clients uh, or when people come to me for the first time to troubleshoot. And the question that I usually get from those people is that um, I've been in a calorie deficit, but I'm not losing weight. I'm not losing body fat. What am I doing wrong? What's wrong with me? How do I fix it? So in today's episode, because chances are, if there are people out there coming to me with that question, uh, willing to ask that question, there are also so many people out there who have been in a calorie deficit and are not losing weight and have not asked the question. So I hope this episode will be helpful for you in providing a few points that you can work through if that is your current situation. So in today's episode, I'm going to start by defining what a calorie deficit is because that is really important. And then I'm going to look at how I would troubleshoot this situation with somebody that I'm working with. So some questions that you can ask yourself to start to identify what is potentially getting in the way of the results that you want that you're not getting. So as I said, let's start by defining what a calorie deficit is. So this is essentially where you are providing your body with less energy than your body needs. So just for reference, when I refer to energy, this is a calorie, a kilojoule. They are both the same thing and they're just different units of energy. So kind of like feet and centimeters are different units of length, pounds and kilos are different units of weight, um, miles and kilometers are different units of distance. So calories, kilojoules and energy, they all basically mean the same thing. And we can kind of use those terms uh, interchangeably. But to keep it simple today, I'm just going to use the terms calories and energy. So if you are in a calorie deficit or an energy deficit, then you're going to be taking in or eating less calories or less energy than your body needs each day to complete all of the tasks, all of the activities, all of the exercises that you're asking your body to do. So if you are taking in a bit less than your body needs, this means that your body needs to work a little bit harder to find that extra energy from somewhere else. Now, typically your body is going to find this extra energy from starting to break down and access your stores of body fat and converting that fat to fuel for your body to then use as energy that it's not getting through food, right? Because you're in a calorie deficit. So this is going to generally be the primary source of energy your body seeks out, so that's fat, when you're in a calorie deficit. So if you are consistently eating in a calorie deficit and your body consistently has to dip into its energy stores, so aka its body fat stores, 
then over time you will likely find that you lose weight and or body fat. Now, this is a fundamental rule, not just of physiology, but of physics. And it's based on the first law of thermodynamics. So matter can't be created or destroyed, only converted. So for that reason, if you are in a calorie deficit, you will be losing body fat. If you are not in a calorie deficit, you will not be losing body fat. And that's not meant to be an attack on anybody. And what I would like you to think of instead, if you think you're in a calorie deficit, but maybe you're wondering why you're not losing weight, then I'd like you to, you know, think, hmm, well, I mustn't be in a calorie deficit then. What might be getting in the way of that? Rather than thinking that you're breaking the first law of thermodynamics because, well, you just can't or no one yet has um, that I'm aware of. So definitely don't take this personally. And rather, if this is you, simply reframe your thoughts to think that, okay, well, I'm not in a calorie deficit. Let's look at why this is. Let's look at what might be stopping that. And that is what I'm going to take you through now. So the first reason that you may not be losing weight, despite the fact that you think you're in a calorie deficit, is you are probably eating more than you think. And studies show that 18 to 50% of people consistently underreport how much they eat. So they, you know, incorrectly recall how much they have eaten over the last few days. Now, often where we tend to forget is that we don't count what I like to call the BLTs. So they are the bites, the licks, the tastes, and the sips. And sometimes, you know, we see even up to 70% of people underreport how much they eat. So that is a huge statistic, right? And sometimes it's intentional. I know that people will be often unwilling to disclose everything that they've eaten, perhaps due to guilt um, or shame. Sometimes it's unintentional. And this may be due to a lack of nutritional literacy um, or simply being unaware of how much we have been consuming. But I'm not here to dive into the nuance of that. Ultimately, I'm simply pointing out that human beings are pretty bad at recalling what we've eaten over the last few days. So if you have been trying for weeks and weeks to lose body fat and you're not, it is likely that you are eating more than you think. So I would start here and I would start by reviewing your food intake. So things like extra sauces, dressings, nibbles, eating the crusts from, you know, your kid's lunchbox, finishing off your kid's dinner in addition to eating yours, the sips, the little tastes of things. Are you finishing off your partner's chips at dinner? Are you having an extra coffee during the day? Have you had a glass of juice? What about those three little chocolates that you may have taken from the bowl at work? So all of those things can easily add up to a few hundred calories per day. uh, And they can also take you out of the calorie deficit that you think that you are in. So what would I do? I would track, or if I was working with somebody in this situation, I might start by asking them to track their intake for a week or two. And when I say track your intake, I don't necessarily mean pulling out my fitness pal and tracking macros and calories. You can simply track by writing down roughly what you eat at each meal and be as specific as possible. So it might be half a cup of Nutrigrain, one glass of whole milk, um, you know, half an apple, half a banana. So I would simply start by writing everything down. Or you can also, there's actually a really good app out there called U8, and I think it's U with the number eight, where you can take a photo of everything that you have eaten, um, 
you know, you can upload it and that's going to give you a database that you can then go back and use to help you recall what you have eaten over those last few days or few weeks. Or you can simply use the notes app on your phone. Um, But it is important to record every single thing that you ate, drank or passed your lips. So you have to be honest with yourself so that you can then reflect accurately as to what you have consumed over, you know, the last week or two or however long you have been tracking. So that is the first and that is the most common reason people um, who think they're in a calorie deficit are not losing weight. It's because they're actually eating more than they think they are. Now, the second thing I see here is that people's average calorie intake is too high. So what I mean by this is people often swing between being in or spending days in a calorie deficit versus days where they are then not in a calorie deficit. And on average, at the end of the week, they're actually eating in excess of their needs to lose their body to lose their body fat. Um, and I think here it can be easy to forget that it's not what we do on one single day or on two days, but it's what we do consistently over time. So this is typically the pattern where we see someone eating quite low calories during the week, so Monday to Friday, and then they're eating quite high calories over the weekend. And this may be of the assumption because they have, quote, earned it. And no, no, you haven't. If you're wanting to lose body fat, you know, it's really important that we're not swinging between days of low and days of high calories that take us out of our calorie deficit. So let me offer some context around this. If you are eating, say, 1500 calories during the day, Monday to Friday, and on the weekend, let's say you're eating 2600 calories on Saturday and Sunday, and that is actually nowhere near as hard to do as it sounds. It's actually very, very easy to consume that much food if you're not careful. Then what this averages out to is that you're actually eating a little over 1800 calories per day on average. So, and that is across those seven days. So, you might think that you're in a calorie deficit of 1500 calories per day, but you're actually consuming a little over 1800 calories per day when we average everything out. And that could very, very quickly either slow down or stop your your progress in regards to losing weight or losing body fat. So it's really important to pay attention to what you are doing during the weekends um, and what you are eating over the weekends. So that is the second reason there. Now, the third reason that people may think they're in a calorie deficit, um, but they're not losing weight is because their maintenance calories aren't what they think they are. So this might be relevant if you have used a random calorie calculator off the internet to work out what your maintenance calories might be and then calculated your deficit from that. And what we need to remember here is that these calculators are purely an estimate and they represent the average. And by definition of average, pretty much all of us are going to be either above or below the average, right? So if you have punched your data into a calorie calculator and it tells you that your maintenance calories are, let's say, 2,200 calories, then they certainly might well be 2,200 calories, but they could also be 2,400 calories, or maybe your maintenance calories could actually only be 1,800 calories. So that's a really big difference to what that calorie calculator has told you your maintenance calories are. So 
If you have taken 2,200 calories as your maintenance, and let's say you've dropped down to 1,800 calories as a deficit, and you think you're in a deficit, it might be that you're actually not in a deficit at all. You might simply be at your maintenance because that calorie calculator doesn't represent your individual requirements. So if you have done this calculation and you are not losing weight, it doesn't mean that you're broken. You're not. It just means that the data provided by the calorie calculator wasn't correct for you. And it also means that you're not in a calorie deficit, right? So when the what the calorie calculators can't do um, for you is ac- account for your genetic variability and the way that your metabolism is going to adapt um, to you when you reduce your food. And metabolisms do adapt. So there are a number of ways that your body can reduce the amount of energy it expends each day when you start to diet. And one of the analogies I like to use here with people I'm working with is let's say, imagine that you take a 20% pay cut. So it would probably suck, um, but hopefully you would still be able to survive. Now you might have to cut back a bit. So you probably wouldn't be able to go out as much. You might not be able to get those extra takeaway coffees or dessert, and maybe you wouldn't be going out for dinner as often, but you could get by, okay, on that 20% pay cut. Now, that is similar to what your body can do when you reduce your food by a certain percentage. So some people might drop their calories by 20% below their maintenance, and they might see a four kilo drop in weight, whereas other people drop their calories by 20%, and they see nothing, okay? And that is where variability Um, comes in when it comes to metabolism. So if the calorie calculator told you that your maintenance is 2,200 calories and you drop down to 1,700 calories expecting to lose weight and you don't, it might be that your metabolism can actually cope with anything over 1,600 calories. So you may be one of those people who actually needs to drop, you know, down below that, down to maybe 1,500 calories. So just because you've gone from 2200, which you think is your maintenance, down to 1700. It doesn't mean that you're in a deficit just because you're providing your body with less than it needs, as your body may have been able to adjust to that. So, I think the other important thing to remember here is that our body can't adjust forever. Um, But sometimes the deficit may just need to be a little bit more than what the calorie calculator suggests. And side note on this, if this all sounds way too confusing, um, that is why sometimes it can be really, really helpful, just a cheeky plug here, to work with a nutritionist or a dietitian or somebody who specializes in this area to help you troubleshoot and who can give you this type of context. So that is point number three as to why you might not be losing weight if you think you're in a calorie deficit. Now, the next one here as to why you're not losing weight if you are grazing and grazing kills so many people's goals. And one of the reasons for this is because you simply have no context about how much you've eaten. So let's say you start grazing just after lunch, maybe around two or three o'clock and you graze through until six, 6.30 p.m. Most people really have no idea how much they've eaten within that time. And if, you know, I ask somebody to recall what they have eaten in those three or four hours of grazing, I tend to get bits and pieces like, oh yeah, well, you know, I ate a, a bit of this and then I, um, you know, I had a bite of that and, um, you know, I can't really remember what else I, I had during that time. So you get the picture. So 
Grazing impacts our ability to recall what you've eaten, um, but it also impacts your appetite regulation. So you're not really hungry anymore, but you also don't feel properly satiated. So as much as possible, I would definitely try not to be grazing if you want to be in a calorie deficit and your goal is to lose weight or to lose body fat. But how would I get around this? So if you're somebody who you get to two or three o'clock of an afternoon and you're like, you know what, I'm really hungry. I'm just going to have a little bit of a pick at a few things that I can find in the fridge. Then I would start by asking yourself if you're actually eating three proper balanced meals during the day. So a hard boiled egg and a coffee for breakfast does not count, nor does a tuna salad and some basic greens for lunch. So are you actually eating three proper meals during the day? And on top of that, are you having a proper intentional and balanced snack of an afternoon? So if you are doing all of these things, you really probably don't need to graze. So grazing is generally going to come about if we are eating like a sparrow during the day or if we are using you know, food to replace other feelings. Maybe it's boredom, maybe it's stress. So I would focus on getting those proper balanced meals and an intentional balanced snack into your day first. Um, And you'll probably find that the grazing then starts to take care of itself. Now, point number five here is another big one, and that is alcohol. And this can definitely slow or stop people's progress. Now, you can. You can drink alcohol, and you can still lose body fat if you are still in a calorie deficit. But in reality, it is one of those extra, you know, unplanned drinks, or several extra unplanned drinks that can quickly add up to extra calories. Um, And they can also take you out of your calorie deficit. So six glasses of wine across your week is an extra 900 calories. Now that is significant. Six decent IPAs across the course of your week is also going to be around 900 calories. That is also significant. And if you are not accounting for these extra calories somewhere across the week in other ways, then this can absolutely derail your fat loss goals. So yes, as I said, you can still drink alcohol and lose body fat, but it can definitely wipe out that deficit that you think you're in if you're not careful. And I think one of the reasons for this is we don't often give calories um, from alcohol the same level of attention that we do calories from food. And to offer some context here, so 900 calories is also close to a family-sized block of chocolate. So you'd probably be pretty aware of the fact that you'd eaten a block of chocolate uh, in one night, but not so aware you know, that you have consumed maybe 900 calories in alcohol on one night. you know, And then maybe you've actually done both of those things because We know alcohol also impacts our food choices and generally not for the better. So it's going to lower our inhibitions after we've had a few drinks. It's going to make it a whole lot easier to consume less nutritious food. So maybe it's the 900 calories of alcohol that have then led you to the cheese and bickies. And maybe this is causing your weekend calories to be much, much higher than your weekday calories, which is, you know, perhaps also causing your average daily calorie intake to be higher than what you think it is. Um, But because we don't think about the alcohol that we've consumed and we don't remember the cheese and bickies that we've eaten 
while we were drinking the alcohol, then we end up no longer being in a calorie deficit. So you can also see there how all of those points that I've just spoken about um, don't work in isolation. So to summarize, often it's going to be one or more of those things that is stopping people from making progress when they think they are in a calorie deficit and they are not losing weight. So it's definitely not personal, this episode. Um, Hopefully you have found it helpful and hopefully, as I said, it's also encouraged you to step back and view the situation objectively. So if you find yourself in this current situation where you have spent several weeks or maybe a month or two in what you think is a calorie deficit, but you are not losing weight, then as I said, uh, maybe step back and maybe look at the situation with curiosity and go, hmm, you know, I wonder, you know, why it is that I'm not losing weight. Can you relate to any of those points that I have covered off in this week's episode? So I'm going to leave you with that one. Um, Guys, as always, if you have any questions at all, you are absolutely welcome to reach me via DM on Instagram and I'm at Gemily underscore xfiz. You can also drop me an email if needed and you can catch me at the movement link at gmail.com. Now, have a wonderful rest of this first week of 2024. As always, keep on moving, put your earbuds in and I'll be back with another episode soon. Oh, 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 oh,